Get ready, get set, and settle back for a visit with the Bumsteads. Before we join the Bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Juanita Eddington. Raise that curtain, Juanita. Thank you, Juanita. This week's episode is being sponsored by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater troupe for more than 30 years. You know, folks, not a day goes by that I don't thank my lucky stars that I am involved with the Watertown Players. This organization brings me much joy, and I have met some of the best friends I will ever know. I am proud of the wonderful productions that the group has done. Great comedies like Auntie Mame, Mama Won't Fly, and Farce of Nature. Unforgettable musicals like Little Shop of Horrors, once Upon a Mattress, and You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and fantastic kids' productions like The Music Man Jr., Beauty and the Beast Jr., and Into the Woods Jr. It brings a tear to my eye and a lump to my throat when I think of all this group has accomplished. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now for our weekly visit with the Bumsteads. It's growing dark on Shady Lane Avenue, as a figure in white comes down the path toward a certain back gate, muttering to himself. The figure pauses as he sees Dagwood, his head on a pile of new-cut grass, and fast asleep. Well, I'll be doggoned. <laughs> hey, hey brother, wake up. <laughs> I'll bet that wife of his runs him ragged. It's kind of a shame to wake him up, but... Hey, mister! Listen, you'll get ants in your ears sleeping out here. Come on, wake up! Tis grubba, 
Robert Donzaro in the morning paper. Sure, you're perfectly right. Now listen. <sighs> this guy is no amateur sleeper. When he sleeps, he doesn't fool with it. Hey, come on, rise and shine. Two. Hey, what's the matter? Who, where, what's the idea? Well, brother, I, I saw you asleep there, so... Me? Asleep? Oh, no, no, I... Hey, what's the idea of all this grass? Well, when you fall asleep in the backyard, uh, you gotta expect a little grass now. Backyard? Whose yard? I don't know. Ain't it yours? I don't know. I mean, sure. I, I guess so. Wait now. I was cutting grass, and I got a little tired. Yeah, I must have dozed off for a minute. Yeah, you were sure sawing wood when I came along. Golly, it, it's dark. Oh, what time is it? I don't know, but, but it's past my supper time. Supper? I wonder if I missed my supper. I think likely you did, brother. Your wife was sure mad about something when I talked to her. Blondie? Well, gosh. If she wanted me to come in, why didn't she call me? Or, hey, you couldn't have been talking to Blondie because she isn't home. I guess she came home whilst he was asleep. She bawled me out for trying to collect a bill. There's, there's something wrong here. Uh, what bill? Uh, the milk bill. We don't owe you any milk bill, mister. Steve is our milkman. Listen, you've got the wrong house and... Now wait. Is your name Bumstead? That's right. Dagwood Bumstead. Okay. Well, Steve is on vacation, see? I'm the new milkman on the route, and uh, I've got this bill here for the last month's milk. Well, I never pay the milk bill. I'd be ashamed to admit it. I mean, that's Blondie's business. She always pays the milk bill. Well, she wouldn't pay this one. She chased me away with a broom. Blondie did that? I can't believe it. You come on up to the house with me, and, and I'll show you the very broom. Well, okay, come on. That's the kitchen door, where you see the light. Hey, it's a funny thing. There's no other lights on in the house. Maybe she wouldn't pay the electric bill either. Now listen, we pay all our bills in this house. Why, Blondie has a budget. Uh-huh. That what you call your wife? Blondie? Sure. That's funny. What's so funny about calling my wife Blondie? Oh, nothing. Except she's not a blonde. Listen, are you crazy? Certainly she's a blonde. I may be crazy, but I, I know red hair when I see it. Red hair? Well, dyed red, anyhow. Dyed? Look, don't get sore, buddy. Lots of women touch up their hair. Well, Blondie doesn't. Okay, okay. My first wife had me fooled for a while, too. Well, nobody's got me fooled. Okay, I'm not trying to say anything against your wife. You'd better not. Well, I ain't. I, I don't blame a lady for trying to keep her looks, especially when she's older than her husband. Now that's enough. Blondie isn't older than I am. She's younger than I am. She's a very pretty girl. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, just get the money for my bill, and we won't say no more about it. Don't worry about your money. Here's the kitchen door, and I'll have the money for you in no time. Two, it's locked. Yeah? She ever lock you out before? No, this is the first time. I mean, no, she hasn't locked me out. Look, friend, if I was you, 
I'd sneak in some other way and hide till it all blows over. Well, uh, till what blows over? We didn't have any fight. She just took Baby Dumpling down to the train. Going home to her mother, eh? Yeah. No, she's seeing Cory Tithers. That's my boss's wife. Off on a train. Well, anyhow, she's back now and fighting mad about something. So if I was you, I'd sneak in and gumshoe around a while before I said much. Well, you're all wrong about this thing. But I guess you mean well. That's right. Us men has to stick together. Any other way into the house? Sure. There's a French window right around the corner. It lets into the living room. We'll go in that way. Now you're talking. Only we won't go in. You'll go in, and I'll back you up right outside the French window. Okay. Come on. Easy now. We don't want her throwing nothing at us. Here's the French window. See? This is open. Go ahead in. I am. Gosh, it's dark in here, though. Two. What's wrong? Run into a chair? Yeah, but there's no chair here. I... I mean, there shouldn't be. No, that's kind of funny. This whole thing is kind of funny. Listen, I'm, I'm not still asleep, am I? I don't know about you, but I'm wide awake, buddy. Why don't you light a lamp? I'm, I'm trying to, but the lamp that's right here by the window isn't here. Wait a minute. There's a chair where it shouldn't be and no lamp where it ought to be? That's right. Oh, wait. Here's the lamp on the other side of the window. You just got mixed up. Well, light up. Yeah. There. Now, two. Now what's wrong? Everything. The furniture's all different. Well, if you don't know what your own wife looks like, maybe you don't know what your own furniture looks like. Are you sure you're in the right house? Don't be silly. Everything is all kind of moved around, but it's my house all right, I think. Oh, yeah? Well... Don't look now, but is that your wife in the doorway? Two? No! Good night. Hey, wait! Not me, buddy. Well, young man? Not, not very well, thanks. What do you think you're doing, sneaking in decent people's windows? I, I thought it was my house. A likely story. Honest, I did. Listen, I'll tell you the whole thing. I was working in the garden, see, and... Oh, you're the gardener? Well, you've got a nerve tracking mud all over my clean rug. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm awful sorry. A fine kettle of fish when gardeners sneak into the house. Well, look, I'm not exactly a gardener. Oh, thought up a better yarn, eh? No, no, if you just let me explain... Well, what's keeping you? Speak up. If you've got any business here, out with it before I give you the same as that milkman got. Oh, it was you he saw? No wonder he thought my wife was, I mean, that she had, I mean, uh, no wonder. But took me for your wife, did he? Well, let me tell you, I had my lesson when I married old man Chirp, and when he was took off, I vowed I'd never marry up with the best man alive, let alone a scallywag like you. Now get out. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm going. Only look it. I was asleep, see? I'm a little mixed up. If I don't live here, who am I? Probably Rip Van Winkle. I mean, where do I live? If you'd tell me whose house this was, I could kind of get my bearings and know where to go. 
This here is Mrs. Bumstead's house. Oh, well, tell her I'm very sorry I came in like... Hey, Mrs. Bumstead, uh, that's me. Uh, no, I mean, it's Blondie, my husband. I mean, her husband. You trying to make off your Mr. Bumstead now? I am him. Honest I am. Got anything to prove it? Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Look, here's my uh, a driver's license. Hmm. Dogwood Bumstead, eh? Uh, uh, Dagwood. Well, don't pick me up on every word I speak. Excuse me? Come sneaking in at all hours and then try to pick a fight with a lone, defenseless woman. Well, uh, you're sure safe with me. I mean, as long as I'm here. Well, if you are, Mr. Bumstead, suppose you might as well stay. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Hey, if I am Mr. Bumstead, uh, no, I mean, if this is my house, how come... If this is my house, how come the furniture's all moved around? I didn't like it the way it was. Oh, you didn't like our furniture. Well, but, uh, who are you? I'm Carrie Chirp. Uh-huh. Uh, Carrie, uh, Chirp, eh? Uh, are you some kin of Blondie's, maybe? I should say not. Gosh, you, you're not related to me, are you? Don't be silly. I'm the cook. Oh, I see. You're... The cook? Hey, we don't have a cook. You do now, and I'm her. Would you mind telling me who hired you? Ask your wife. I got no time for gossip. Your supper was ready at supper time, and it's on the table now, stone cold. But don't blame me. If you think I'm going to hang over a stove all night keeping vittles warm for any man, you got another thing coming. Oh, that's all right. I kind of like cold, uh, vittles. Oh, what have we got? Stew. Stew? Cold stew? Such as it is and what there is of it. But don't expect me to serve it up to you. I'm tired and I'm going to my bed. Sure. Uh, good night. Put away the stuff when you vet and don't let me find a sink full of dishes in the morning either. Them that come late can wash up after themselves. You want me to wash the dishes? Well, they won't wash themselves, will they? Wash and dry them, and see that they're clean. Two? I don't think I'm going to like her. Why, Dagwood, why are you doing dishes at this hour? Didn't Mrs. Chirp show up? Yeah, that's why I'm doing dishes. I'll help dry them, dear. What's she like, Dagwood? Well, she's kind of... Hey, haven't you ever seen her? Why, no, dear. But Mrs. Dithers says she's a very unusual woman. Mrs. Dithers? Why, yes. She's really Cora Dithers' cook, you know. No, I didn't know anything about it. If she belongs at Dithers, what's she doing over here? Choo! Choo! Toot! Ding, 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 ding! Too loud, baby dumpling. It's late. Hello, Daddy. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. I mean, uh, hello, baby. He's playing train. Uh-huh. You'll be Mrs. Ditter's getting on the train, Mommy, and I'm the conductor. But... No, dear. 
It's past your bedtime. Run on up and get undressed. Yeah, your mother and I have some stuff to talk over. Okay. Woo-ding! Woo-ding! I suppose you were a little surprised when you saw Mrs. Chirp, Dagwood. Yeah, a little, but not as surprised as I was when I tried to eat her stew. Oh, dear. Wasn't it very good? If she's a cook, then I'm king of the Canary Islands. Well, but she told Mrs. Dithers she could cook. Didn't they ever try her out? There wasn't any time. Cory had to go away just when she got Mrs. Chirp hired. Pardon me, Blondie, but this whole thing sounds wacky to me. Cory hires a cook just as she's going away, so we get the cook? How come? Oh, well, it's like this. Mrs. Chirp is a sailor's widow. Uh-huh. I bet the sailor died of indigestion, too. It isn't a bit funny, Dagwood. Cory is president of the Society for the Preservation of Sailor's Widows. This poor woman hadn't any home or anything, so Mrs. Dithers took her in. Or vice versa. Cory told me her story down at the station, and I said I'd take Mrs. Chirp just while she was away. It won't be long. That's good. I'm telling you, Blondie, I couldn't stand her very long. I don't think you ought to judge poor Mrs. Chirp at first glance, Dagwood. She was probably nervous and all. Uh-huh. Anyway, you won't see much of her. You'll be out all day, and she'll be gone at night. Oh, isn't she going to sleep in? Why, no, of course not. Where would she sleep? I don't know, but... Mommy, I'm all undressed, but I'm not going to get to sleep. Why not, dear? On account of the snoring going on. Snoring? Oh, gosh, she snores too? Who? Mrs. Chirp. You may think she isn't going to sleep here, but she went upstairs to bed just the same. Went to bed? Why, I didn't understand that she... What bed? Daddy's bed, Mommy. Two, this is the end. Uh, no, Dagwood, it's just a misunderstanding. It won't hurt you to sleep on the couch one night. What? Well, suppose you were a widow with no home and all tired out and just happened to stretch out on somebody's bed for a nap. She's tucked in, Mommy. Well, then we certainly can't disturb her tonight. In the morning, I'll straighten it all out. But tonight, I'll tuck you up nice and cozy on that couch, Dagwood. I can't sleep on that couch. Why, Dagwood Bumstead, you sleep on it all through the day. Come on now, help me get the blankets and a pillow. Play it's a sleeping car, Daddy. Food, chugga 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 chugga. Two, I know I won't sleep a wink. Hey, Mr. Bumstead, get up. Hey, uh, what's wrong? Uh, who's that? It's me, Mrs. Chirp. Get up and get breakfast. Huh? Breakfast? No, no, look it. It's still dark out. Sun will be up before you're washed and ready. If you think I'm going to be held up with breakfast till 6 or 6.30 in the morning, you don't know me. Gosh, I don't feel as if I'd had any sleep. Just like a man. Worse than tomcats. Sleep all day and prowl all night. Well, I called you, and breakfast is on the table. If you want it hot, come and get it. Two? Well, I'll come, 
but I won't be able to eat. Will you have more fried potatoes, Dagwood? More? I haven't eaten any yet. Did, did you taste them? Why no, dear. You know I don't eat potatoes, especially at breakfast. I don't want any of this stuff, Mommy. I didn't think anybody could spoil fried potatoes, but she can. Well, she's in a strange kitchen, Dagwood. Well, is it so strange she can't find our regular food, like bacon and eggs? She had bacon and eggs. I saw her plate. Shh, baby. A fine thing. Our cook eats bacon and eggs, and we get salt pork and potatoes for breakfast. I suppose that's because Mr. Chirp was a sailor. Anyway, we've got to use tact in handling her, Dagwood. I get along with her all right. Did, did you tell her she can't sleep in the house anymore? Well, we came to an understanding on that. She, she doesn't have anywhere else to go, Dagwood, so she'll sleep on the couch tonight. You mean she's staying with us? Just for the month Corey's away, dear. A month? Oh. Shh, she'll hear you. And she's willing to take turns. Turns? On what? On the couch. Every other night you'll sleep in your own bed. Now listen, I can be pushed just so far. I want my sleep at night and I want decent food. Don't let him sass you, Mrs. Bumstead. I'm a witness to his yelling at you. No, no, you don't understand. Oh, I know men. Mr. Tripp was the same. Butter won't melt in their mouths till they've got you married to him, and then... Thank you, Mrs. Chirp. Uh, but Mr. Bumstead and I understand each other pretty well. Dagwood, if you're not going to eat anymore, suppose you and Baby go out in the yard. I I'll have a little talk with Mrs. Chirp. Okay, I'll go. But if I'm not in the yard, call up that hot dog wagon down by the depot. I'll be down there having breakfast. Hmm. Picks at his food at home, and then, and then eats it in a dog wagon? Well, water seeks its own level, they say. Please, Mrs. Chirp. Go on, Dagwood, but come home for lunch, dear. I, I'm sure everything will be all right for luncheon. <laughs> And that's how I was left alone widow, Mrs. Bumstead. I'm sorry. It must have been a shock to you, Mrs. Chirp. Well, I don't know. Chirp was never home when he was home. Him and your man was like as two peas. Oh, Dagwood isn't like that. Mark my words. When a man starts picking at his food, something is wrong. Take Mr. Chirp. Used to eat like a longshoreman when he was first wed. Then he took to eating out. Then he up and run away to sea. Oh, dear. I'd give him a talking to whenever he came home, but t'was no good. He kept sailing away for fern parts. T'was there he met his end. How dreadful. What did you say happened to him? Oh, it was the blight he got. The blight? The spotted Tasmanian blight. And he had the nerve to bring it home with him. You never saw such a sight in your life. Come out all over brown spots, he did. Couldn't you cure him? There's no cure for Tasmanian blight. Once them brown spots shown up, it's all day with the party that's got them. I never heard of Tasmanian blight. I never seen but the one case myself. But 
That I'll never forget. Tell you, it gives me creeps to talk about it. It's the one thing in this world I'm real scared of. Well, you needn't be frightened here, Mrs. Chirp. I don't think anyone ever gets it in this country. You never know. A lone woman like me has worries, Mrs. Bumstead. Homeless and friendless like I am. No, Mrs. Chirp. You're not friendless. Well, but that man of yours took a dislike to me. Next I know I'll be on my uppers again. Oh, no. I gave you my promise that you could stay here until Mrs. Dithers comes back. Unless you leave of your own accord. Come on now. We'll get busy on a nice lunch. I heard Dagwood drive into the garage. This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. You know, folks, just the other day, a fellow walked up to me while I was filling up the old Studebaker with petrol and said he thought I looked familiar. I figured he had seen my mugshot at the Watertown Post Office, and I was just about to put my hands behind my back so he could arrest me when he said, I know, the Watertown Players. <laughs> well, after I wiped the nervous sweat from my brow, I smiled broadly and told him that he was correct. He told me how much he was enjoying Blondie and that he never missed an episode. And then he asked me the question that has been on everyone's mind. What's next on the Watertown Players agenda? Well, folks, that's a secret for right now. You'll just have to keep tuning in each and every Blondie episode to find out what our next great production will be. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. Uh-huh. Uh, say, what's all this stuff, baby? Oh, I was playing drugstore, and I mixed up a lot of stuff that came out of the medicine place in the bathroom. Oh, playing drugstore, eh? Uh, listen, don't drink any of this stuff. No, Daddy. It's for Tasmanian Blight. For what? That's what Mrs. Chirp's Mr. Chirp had, and it was all day with him. Where did you hear that? Well... I was playing train, and under the table was the station. And so I was under the table when Mrs. Chirp told Mommy. Tasmanian blight, huh? Well, look, I've got to move your drugstore now because I'm going to work on my new invention. What you inventing, Daddy? Never mind, but it's going to surprise a lot of people. I'll show you. Two! What's the matter, Daddy? It's gone! Somebody threw it out! I guess Mrs. Chirp did, Daddy. I saw her cleaning around out here. This is the end. She can't do that to me. I, I'll fire her. You can't, Daddy. I heard Mommy promise her she could stay till Mrs. Ditters comes home. A month of that woman's meddling and cooking and back talk. I won't stand for it. I'll tell her where to get off. She's not scared of you, Daddy. I'll tell her. Oh, she's not, eh? Did she say that, too? Well, she said the only thing she was scared of was Tasmanian blight. Well, then we'll get some of that. You can't, Daddy. It doesn't come from this country. Mommy said it's all brown spots like freckles. Wait, is Mrs. Chirp really scared of the what's this? Uh-huh. Baby, I've got an idea. Listen, you go into the house and leave Daddy alone. 
I'll lock myself in here, see? Uh-huh. Now, in about 15 minutes, here's what you do. You go in the house and get Mommy, see? Make sure Mrs. Chirp comes with her. Hurry up, Mommy. He's in the garage, and he's groaning like everything. Oh, Mrs. Chirp, what do you suppose is wrong? Just some of his doodads. Don't worry, mate. Look, Mommy. The door is locked. Listen, something he ate at that dog wagon, likely. Come round to the window. We can peek in through that broken window. Oh. I see him. He's lying on the floor and look. Now stop fretting and let me have a look at him. See if you see any brown spots. Spots? Ah! Brown spots. It's the blood. What? Oh, wait! I'm waiting for nothing, Mrs. Bumstead. I'm gonna pack and get out of this house as fast as my legs will take me. Oh, wait, Mrs. Chirp, I, I, I need you, please. Let her go, Mommy. Stay there, baby. But don't go near Daddy until I can get a doctor. Well, but doctor, I never heard of it either, but there's a woman here who knows all about it. What? You will come right away? Oh, thank you. Gangway, Mrs. B. Are you really leaving me in all this trouble? You don't think I packed these bags for the exercise, do you? But I, uh, I'll need you. You know what to do about the blight. I certainly do know what to do, and that's leave. Open that door. Let her go, Mommy. Ah! Look, look at his hands. He, he's got it, too. Oh, baby, those, those spots on your hands. Sure, Mommy. I've got what Daddy's got. I'll, I'll tell the Board of Health. That's what Mr. Crumb said. Mr. Crumb? Sure. I told him I had Tasmanian blight. And it's in nothing to boast of. Please, Mrs. Chirp, my husband and now my baby, help me with them. Me? I wouldn't touch that spotted little imp with a 40-foot pole. Oh, you wouldn't? Well, then get out and good riddance. Same to you, I'm sure. Oh, don't be afraid, Baby Dumpling. Mommy will nurse you and Daddy too. Oh, we're all right, Mommy. Hey, Daddy, she's gone. Swell! I told you the trick would work. Trick? What trick? The spotted Tasmanian blight trick. Uh, see my spots? You... you mean they aren't the blight? Nah, just something out of baby's drugstore. Some brown stuff in a bottle. Dagwood Bumstead, scaring the life out of me. I... I called a doctor and everything. <laughs> well, he can help me wash off the spots. The Board of Health can help too. Yeah. <laughs> what? What Board of Health? Oh, yes. Babies showed his spots all over the neighborhood. You're not going to be very popular, Dagwood. Too? I'll go around and explain to everybody. I... I just had to get rid of Mrs. Chirp, Blondie, and you wouldn't let her go unless she went of her own accord. I, uh, I ought to be madder at you than I am, but that woman showed her true colors just at the end, and I'm glad she's gone. Oh, 
Listen, what's that? Somebody at our front door. I'll see who it is. Hey, what are you doing? Get back in there, young feller. What's the idea? Dagwood, look. He's tacking a card on our door. A, a yellow card. Hey, you can't do that. I'm doing it, ain't I? Get back in the house. Who? Me? This house is quarantined. What? Kawa, kawa, it's what? You heard me. Now you keep those spots of yours indoors till the doctors come. Listen, it, it was just a gag. Don't believe a word of it. To look. Oh, it's Mrs. Chirp. I, I, I thought she'd left. Left? How long ago? When she saw the spots. Listen, officer. Oh, she saw the spots, eh? Was it you give the alarm, madam? It certainly was. Me and the milkman. Well, that's fine. Then you were exposed, too. I'll just put you in quarantine with the rest. Oh, no! Oh, no! No! Oh, yes. You'll all stay in this house together for the probation period. Goodness, how... Well, how long is that? Well, with a rare complaint like this Tasmanian blight, it'll probably be a couple of months. Two months? Two months? Two months? Two? 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 And so we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen the next time we join the Bumsteads. Our next episode is entitled, Dagwood Buys a Genie. <laughs> Sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, Mrs. Chirp and the Tasmanian Blight, featured the voice talents of Andrew Woodard as the Milkman, Sarah Riki as Mrs. Chirp, Greg Coots as the Man, Tara Jones as Baby Dumpling, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players. Looking for quality, affordable entertainment? Well, look no further, friends. The Watertown Players are here for you with each and every episode of Blondie. And more productions are always in the works. Be sure to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so you can stay in the know. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our continuing episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text Blondie to 44321. That's Blondie, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you and good night.